Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today's episode is going to be kind of fun. As you know, probably from listening to the podcast, Kaya and I are big book fans and so we wanted to kind of share our top five books for each, I guess, just top five books. So Kaya, do you have your top five books? Are you ready? I do. Now, I kind of have a top five books in lots of different categories. <laughs> I'm okay. super into books. So I tried to make this one my business top five. So Yeah. And that's what I kind of did too. So these will be, what's interesting is I think they will be business books, but there's so much like kind of just self-help in there and just about like getting rid of head trash and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. So but I think, yeah, the mine are definitely business centered for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was cool. tempted to do books that like had kind of shaped my life because I do have certain authors that I feel like their viewpoint on the world has helped me figure out who I want to be, like Madeline LaEngle or Anne McCaffrey, which are not really people don't really read those very much. But I felt like for this podcast, I wanted to be pretty specific and do things that are going to help people straight up in their business. So I'm yeah, excited. That's where I'm at too. Cool. So do you want me to start? I'll start. Does that work? Yeah, yeah you do your first okay. one. Okay. So the first book, this one I'm doing first because it was one of the first books that we read that actually launched our business and helped us. And it's actually Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Have you okay. read that one yet? No, I haven't. Okay. So it's a, it's a general business book. It kind of talks about like, basically he has like some, some philosophies in there, like a, a red rope policy, which is basically like not everybody can do business with you kind of thing. And that was really good for us so that he starts to make you think like, okay, you have this small set of people that you're marketing to and that you're working with and you don't need to work with everybody. So it's just a really kind of a general book about business, but it's, it's super good and really comprehensive. It's a pretty easy read. He's entertaining and he's got, he's got some other ones out since that I haven't read all of them, but um, so my first book is book yourself solid by Michael Port. What's like the one thing that you took from that? You said maybe that you, you wanted to make it look like you were, oversubscribed essentially, or people, you know, people couldn't necessarily all, all get in. Is that the main thing you took from that book? No, no his, his more is like, his is like a red rope policy. Like, okay, so you're going to become a portrait photographer and you only want to shoot one session a week. Well, knowing that, then you need to have a policy in place that everyone comes to you has to spend X amount of dollars kind of idea to make it worth it. You know what I mean? That you're not yeah. going to do, you're not going to do your one session a week on somebody that's going to spend $50. Yeah. So he just helps you like build your business plan and then tells you how to protect the business plan. And then then starts to move into how to market that business plan. Okay. So it's like, it's kind of like planting your flag and saying, okay, this is what our business looks like. And he helps you decide what that is based on your goals and who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, so he kind of aligns your business with you. And then in, so when I've read it the second and third time, I looked, I was in business for years and I read it and I was like, okay, we're doing this one thing over here and it's actually not aligned with who we are and what we want to do. So we just like could cut it. So it's just like, it helps you align your business to you and then align your business to your customers and just makes a healthier business. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. awesome. Okay. Are you ready right. for my first one? Yeah. What, yeah. What's your first one? Okay. So I went through actually my bookshelves because I like to keep my books physically where I can get to them. And I actually write, I was writing in them a lot before. And I think I'm going to start doing it again because looking back, I'm like, oh, I, I can see what I liked about it, what I underlined and I write notes in it. So this one is The Secrets of Word of Mouth Marketing by George Silverman. Okay. Have, you, have you heard of that one? No. 
No, how I haven't. To, how to trigger exponential sales through runaway word of mouth, which really, it's so funny because when I read it probably 10 years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. But now it's even more so, like more important. So, well, well, here, and I, I don't want to take too big of a tangent, but I've been really struggling with like online marketing stuff, like Facebook ads aren't working as well as they used to and things like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm like, what would I, what did I used to do? So that may be a book. That's yeah. Perfect. Word of mouth. Yeah. What, what, So I'm opening up to page 21, just out of curiosity to see what I liked. And so I have a little note that says senior models, speakers, families, and kids, many sessions at stores. Okay. So I don't know what that meant, but I'll read you the paragraph. It says, why easier? The best way to avoid work and still get something done is to have someone else do it. That's what advisors, experts, and peers do. It's a way of getting other people to put in the work and risk of gathering information and trying products. That way you don't have to take the time, spend the resources and incur the risks of doing it yourself. Therefore, the best way to increase profits is to accelerate favorable product decisions. So essentially, he's saying, have other people tell other people about your product. Yeah. So, so yeah, because then, then your whole sales system can be much shorter because mm-hmm. you're getting qualified people in that already kind of are down the road and you can have somebody else do that lifting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah. So Secrets of Word of Mouth Marketing by George Silverman. And I think it's so funny. I knew it. I was afraid this was going to happen. And then I knew it was going to happen. I'm probably going to have to read this again. I've like, yeah, I've dog-eared most of the pages in it. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's obviously a good one. So what do you think the chances are that we get through our 10 books and we, neither of us have read either one of us. I tried not to do the ones that were, that I knew for sure would be the same. So we may have to do a same book one too. Okay. Yeah. And I know there's actually one book on the end that you know where I'm going to finish. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I didn't do that. Okay. Okay. I figured, I figured you wouldn't. But just in case somebody hadn't listened to the doesn't listen to the podcast regularly, they can get the book. Okay. Anyways, all right. My second book. My second book. Let me find the author. Is Hug Your Customers. I'm looking it up real quick by Jack Mitchell. Have you read that one? No. Okay. So it's this whole book about. It features the case studies of a couple businesses. The one I remember from the book is this. There's a company in New York that sells suits, and it's like this little small mom and pop type suit place that actually has a lot of salespeople because they're very busy. But it's like on a corner in New York, it's been there for forever. Like you would never go there to buy like a $2,000 suit, but like everybody goes to this place to buy like a $2,000 suit. And the idea is he looks at these businesses and figures out why they're so successful. And what he finds out is that they have some type of customer database where they keep track of things that are happening in people's lives Uh so that when they come back in, you can talk to them about what's going on. So you take Andy, he goes and buys a suit. He mentions like, yeah, you know, we're doing soccer right now. And Kaya's on the road in soccer and stuff like that. They just make a note. No big deal. They talk, they have the conversation, make a note. The next time Andy comes in and says, hey, is soccer still happening? You know, what's going on? And he just boom, instantly like, wow, these people care about me. And the conversation just instantly starts like, oh, no, no, soccer's over, you know, you know, whatever. And so when you're there, it becomes a conversation about like friend to friend instead of like salesman to suit buyer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really cool. So he, he features a couple of businesses in this, but the, this is the one I remember. So here's an example. So this guy buys this really nice suit and he's like flying, he's flying to Japan to do a presentation. So he buys a new suit for this presentation. And for whatever reason, it doesn't come together. And it's like kind of a mess. And it's like one of their best customers. And they're really worried. The next customer comes in and they're talking in there. And he says, you know, they're all kind of friends at this point. And he says, well, what's going on over there? What's all the commotions about there? And I said, oh, you know, so-and-so ordered a suit. We didn't get it done in time. He's on, his, on a plane to, to Japan and he doesn't have a suit. We feel awful, blah, blah, blah. And he said, hey, I'm going to that conference. I'm just taking the red eye to, to Japan. I'll take his suit for him. And like, so wow. the guy buys a suit, takes somebody else's suit because like of that relationship they've built. 
and actually takes and delivers the suit at no cost and just to do the right thing. But it's this whole concept that like, if you hug your customers, what relationships you can build and what, what it actually does. So it's just a really cool customer relationship book. It's feel good stories, but it also has like systems in it on how to actually do it and stuff like that. So it's really, really good. So yeah. hug your customers. I love that because when you're smaller in a business, you really can do that. I mean, I think that's what makes most businesses successful when they first start out, especially a sales type business. But yeah, but, but putting it in a system so that everyone that works for you can do it. That's really smart. Well, and it's really interesting. And we do a pretty good job of this, but we should do a better job. But the way they do it is like, you know, they just like the very first thing they do is say like, oh, let me look up your measurements real quick. And so they're not, I mean, they're looking up the measurements, but what they're looking at is all the notes. And then they go over and they say, let me show you our new suits that we got in. Oh, by the way, first conversation. And then it just takes off. And so anyways, it's just super slick. So well, the way we we've used to do it and we just don't do like said a good job is like, we always say, well, Hey, let me pull up, let me pull up your past order. And then we can look at all their notes and stuff too. So just an idea. Okay. So what's your second book? So my second book is called blue ocean strategy. Yep. I've read that one. Have you read that one? Yeah. By, I don't know the, if you say W Chan Kim and then Renee Malborn, I don't know. how to Yeah. They're like two professors out of Harvard or something like that. Yeah. 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 So I, um, when I read this book, it was really eye opening. I, I think because I've been in the business long enough, 20 years to see times when everyone's doing the same thing and, you know, they're getting mad about all their competition and then the business changes in some way. It goes, you know, you go, black and white to color film or from color to digital or, you know, digital, you know, prints to, you know, digital products. And it totally shakes everything up. And then there are people that come out of that doing something completely different than everyone else. And they're in the blue ocean rather than being where they, everyone was before in the red ocean where everyone's fighting for the same clients, giving the same products. And so you have to offer cheaper offerings. And so what I love about this book is I feel like it just kind of informs my decision-making all throughout being a, a business owner is thinking, what are, what can we do? What can we offer that no one else is offering right now? Because now when the digital world is pretty much everyone just gives digital files to be a studio that offers framing and albums and printing is a blue ocean opportunity. Yeah, to what, be where it used to be the norm. Yeah. Or to be a studio with a studio. That's a blue ocean having mm-hmm. props and backgrounds that other people can't get. So yeah. yeah so anyway. I was talking to Grant, you know, our business coach, we've had him on the podcast yeah. before. And we were talking about today about our meeting this morning was about leveraging our studio, like more mm-hmm. so than yes. we're already doing because we pay for it. So we might as well get the most out of it. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've done this year is creating backgrounds and sets. We've spent hours working on creating things that are, going to be really fun to shoot and make our Instagram feed look fantastic. But it's also about creating a blue ocean. So, yeah. So let me talk about my my experience with blue ocean real quick. So I read the book. I thought it was like horribly written, obviously written by like two non authors at, at at Harvard, you know, like literally a boring, like, I think it was probably a research paper that they just put a card back on it, but it's so interesting. I read it. I was so bored while reading it. And then I've, thought about it for like literally the last eight years, you know, you read some books and they just like, whatever they come and go in one ear out the other. But I've literally thought about that book. So it's like the concept in it is so profound that it sticks with you. You just have to find a way to get through the actual text. Yeah, it's worth the read. Well, you will notice that I did not mention that I was going to read it again. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But it's such a profound topic and 
they do such a good job with it. So yeah, yeah, this is fun. It's uh, what I like about it is all of our books have been about different things. So okay, yeah, so sure. Matt, what's your next book? Okay, so my next book is Purple Cow by South Seth Godin. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it actually works with Blue Oceans a little bit. So I read all Seth Godin's books, and he has amazing books. He actually has a book, I think, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up what, like, I don't know, Who Stole My Duck or something like that. But it's basically all of his blog posts. And I, I read that like every day. Like, I'll wake up and just read one of his oh. blog posts. It's really good. Yeah. yeah so, cool. yeah. but anyway, so Purple Cow is one of his books that came out, and it's about how to do remarkable things so that, in a sense, like marketing takes care of itself. And his whole concept is like, if you do something different and you do something remarkable, people will talk about it and therefore book you. Yes. That's similar to blue ocean strategy, where it's like, if you're doing something different than everybody else and leveraging that, then you're going to, you're going to be just fine. So I don't have to say much more because it's very similar, but it's a, it's an entertaining book. Super. He's a Seth Godin. If you don't follow him is one of the smartest guys in the world and you can watch him on YouTube and stuff like that as well. But, um, yeah, so Purple Cow is probably my favorite book. If you're going to pick one up, it's probably my favorite. But he's got like 12 books out now. His latest one is called like This Is Marketing. And it was really good. Like it's a really good reset for everybody that I think digital marketing in some aspects has made a lot of us marketers lazy because we're like, oh, we can just run a Facebook ad and people call. Um, and he kind of calls everybody out about being lazy about marketing mm. in his new book, which is good too. But anyways, first one to pick up is Purple Cow. So. That's good to know. I really love listening to Seth Godin. And whenever I get a chance, I listen to podcasts he does. But I get frustrated with his writing because I feel like I can only read a snippet before I feel like I need to take action. And so it, I can't just sit and enjoy reading. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's not a novel. It's not a no. novel. Or, and, but it's not a research paper either. It's a, a couple sentences that make you want to get up and go do something. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. a really... So he has this really unique writing style that's cool. Like, so his blog, I don't know if you know that his blog is like actually not like a, not designed yes. to be like a blog that you read. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, you, we can as consumers, but it's actually a place for him to put out statements and refine yes. his statements until he gets them and he's like, no, okay, that's profound. And then he puts it into a book. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. his blog is like his working, his working novel. So you get to see a glimpse into it all the time. And then, um, once he feels like he's got his voice figured out and how he wants to say it, then he kind of compiles them all together and puts it in. So yeah, sometimes you can only read a paragraph because it's like a really good thing that he worked on on his blog for a while. And then you're just like, I got to think about that forever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome stuff, guys. Hey, on that note, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You look at your calendar and notice you need clients now. So you do a little marketing and get some phone calls. You get busy helping those new clients. They schedule sessions, they place orders, and life is good. But once they're done, your calendar is empty again. The reason is you didn't have time to market while you were busy. Sometimes your business feels like a roller coaster. And let me tell you something, it is. And believe me, you're not alone. Photographers everywhere have the same problem. But I have some great news. Matt's business, Allison Ragsdale Photography, after years of trial and error, has cracked the code. It works so well, he's created a new class all about it. It's called Get Clients Now, a dead, simple approach to getting photography clients. Everyone at From Nothing to Profit is excited to share this info with you because this system helped Matt and Allison book hundreds of clients this year at their studio. And the best part about this system is that it's simple to set up and it works while you're sleeping. 
No hard selling or creepy marketing. All you have to do is help your clients answer their most pressing questions. Clients love the system and say it is the number one reason they book with Matt and Allison. If you're interested in learning more about this system, go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple. Matt has created a short free video that introduces this system. If you like what you hear, podcaster listeners get an exclusive discount on the full class. So make sure you go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple and sign up for the free video. It will help you book more clients now and create the business you've always wanted. Okay, you ready for my next one? Yeah. Okay, Uh, so the next one is Getting Things Done by David Allen. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. Allison read it. I haven't read it yet, but I know exactly what it looks like because it's got a picture on everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what happens with me when I read business books is sometimes they'll make me angry after I read them because I think I cannot implement this in a short amount of time enough to read another book. So I don't read, like I'll read fiction, probably a book, a a book a day or a book every other day, which is a lot of reading. And I, that's what I love to do, but business Mm -hmm. books, especially one like this one, I'm like, it takes me a while to implement it. And I'm looking at it now feeling guilty thinking, Oh, I probably have fallen away. But one of the things I loved about it was his, his ways of like looking at your inbox and looking at things you have to do. And he has just really great strategies for getting through those. So you don't like, if you look at your tasks to do, he's like, if it's going to take you two or three minutes or two minutes to do it, just do it. Don't write Mm -hmm. it down on your list, you know? And so you spend 10 or 20 minutes going through your list, but you get so many of the things that are on the list done. So he has some really great strategies. And I think he also has a really great way to organize your email inbox. And I'm the kind of person that can end up with like 10,000 emails in five minutes that I haven't done anything with. (laughs) And so uh, that's a great thing if you're that kind of person that doesn't really organize your emails. Right. Yeah. No. And so Allison read that book and I think it helped her a lot for sure. I, it'd be worth revisiting, but it's like one of those always ends up on the pile, but I just never actually pull it out and read it. So I don't have to read it at some point this summer, but I do kind of like those productivity books. Sometimes they can be tough, but sometimes, well, here's the thing, how I look at those books. If you read the whole book and it's got like 20 strategies and all this stuff, if you just actually implement one, then you're better off than when you started the book. And I think that's okay. So you almost like you have to give yourself permission not to do the book from cover to cover, but it's like, okay, I read that. That was relevant to me right now. I can put that in place and change my life. And then the other ones may just have to come around a year later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great book. I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. What's your next one, Matt? Okay. So my next one is Customer Mania by Ken Blanchard. So I picked Customer Mania because I think it's a really great story. But I really want to just talk about Ken Blanchard and his whole book. So you'll see him in the business book section of Barnes and Noble or whatever. And they're really short stories. And they're all about different, different things. So like it can be about management style, or it can be about sales, or it can be about whatever subject he wants to talk about. And he typically goes in with some kind of other author for the story, and they just put it together. But you can if you're really into it, you can read it in one like an afternoon. I mean, what I like to do is like to read them like on an airplane or something like that. So that like I can read it while I'm traveling and I can finish it when I first get to wherever I'm going and then I'm, and then I'm done. But customer mania is a really good one just about how to, to get more customers to come to you, how to, how referrals work and all, and you know, how to generate kind of this customer machine thing. And um, so it's really good, but any of his books are really good. So what I would do is I would just like go to Amazon. I would search Ken Blanchard and, see what subject you feel like you're, you're struggling with and then buy one of his books. And it's a really entertaining short story, one concept, put it in place. It's really good. So, so that's yeah. all I got for him. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, cool. 
And I don't, I know I've read something of his. What what would be his most famous? Let, let me look real quick. I'll give, you, give me one second and type it while everybody's waiting for me. Um, oh, yeah, you're fine. Uh, I just, I like his books, but I don't love them. You know what I mean? So I, like him, I think I like them because they're short. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and so you can just get, like, get a new thought without having to commit to something great big. Yeah, I just pulled up his website, but his website's all about Something coaching new. with him. Okay, so okay. his probably his famous from 1982 is One Minute Manager. Okay, um, there you go. That probably yeah. is most famous. I also like Raving Fans. I mean, I have read them all. So like, okay. he's got one called Gung Ho, which is like how to turn on people in your organization. So if you're looking at like coaching people, another one of my favorites is Well Done, spelled like the animal well. And it's the power of positive relationships. So that one's always, that one's always pretty cool, but he's got lots of on, on management and leadership and all kinds of stuff like that. He's got, a, he's got one here that came out in 2017. I've never read a one minute mentoring, which could be pretty cool. If you want to do like an internship program or be a mentor to somebody, mm. um, customer mania, yeah. I just told, told you about, I mean, I've read all these, all of them. So they're all, they're all pretty good, but um, yeah, super short. They're like afternoon reads. Yeah. This is interesting. Maybe we should do a podcast on our favorite authors too. Because yeah, these that'd, be, books, that'd be cool. Yeah, these books I picked more as one-offs than authors because I wanted to talk about, you know, specific books. But, okay, so my next one, I don't think it's on your list because I don't know if you've done it yet, Matt, but is Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tom Rath. I have done it. Oh, okay, but okay. I think I did the quiz. Okay. I did the quiz and then, you know, they send you like a PDF and all that stuff. So I read through all yeah. that. stuff. I don't think I've done the book though. Well, it's, the book is the same thing. It's just, I think they sold it. So you would buy the quiz essentially when you buy. So when you buy the book, they give you a not not buy the quiz, but they give you a code so you can go take the quiz. But in the book is a description of all of the different strengths, which I think is kind of fun because then you can read about other strengths that aren't yours and you learn more about it. But when I did this book, it was just a truly life changing for me uh, because when I took the test, I've always taken all those tests, you know, those personality tests. And I'm like, I know what I am. I'm bossy and I'm talkative, (laughs) like whatever that comes out and whatever kind of test that is, you know, I'm not meek and quiet. I'm not artistic and moody. I'm happy. I'm bossy. I'm chatty, you know, like, so sometimes I'm a little bossier. Sometimes I'm a little chattier, whatever. So I kind of, I kind of know what I am and I do love those, but I just can't necessarily do anything about, you know, like that's who I am. And so with this strengths finder is based on doing, taking the test and finding your top five strengths. And then rather than working on like your weaknesses or trying to do things that have to do with your personality, you're working on your actual strengths and trying to leverage those and use those. And so mine are achiever, futuristic, insight, learner. And so all those are really like the kind of person that would read a lot of books (laughs) and then tell people about it and be kind of competitive. But the number one one for me was activator. And it was shocking because I realized why I had been so frustrated for such a long time in my life is I had put myself in all these positions where I would, I'm a leader. I would have so many things that I want to do, but I had put myself in these positions where I had to check with someone else first. Right. And that's not how you want to operate. It's not me. Yeah. An activator is a person who thinks of something and then just does it and learns from the experience of doing it. And so I've totally changed my life where now I can just do things, whether it's in my home life with, you know, I mean, I'm married and Andy and I talk about things, but he's really open and trusts me to just step forward in things if there's something that I want to do. 
and obviously we have checks and balances if there's i'm not gonna go buy a new car or something like that without him but i i wouldn't mind if he did i'd be like don't make me think about this right just but anyway yeah yeah but anyway it was so eye-opening for me to learn something about myself that i feel like the strengths finder it has like I don't know, 30 some strengths or something like that. It really pulls out more of you than just whether you're a bossy person or a chatty person or a quiet person. So, so I've really loved it. And I have the people that work for me do it. And that helps me to know what they're more going to be, their tendencies are and how to uh, really utilize that and help them to do the best that they can do in their jobs. Right. And so, yeah, so that's what we did. I did it with my staff and it was, it was pretty eye opening. I don't remember what mine were, but I want to say I did it like right before I started the podcast and it kind of led me actually to doing this podcast based on what it told me. So I'll have to look up, yeah. I'll have to look up my results and revisit it for sure. I was looking for it when you were talking about it, but I can't find it because, you know, you the email is a bottomless yeah. pit. <laughs> you need, you need to read getting things done. Well, by I, have a, I have a really, <laughs> I have a really amazing way to organize my email box and I should make a video about it sometime <laughs> and show everybody. Cause I, I showed it everybody at, um, where was I? Oh, in Minneapolis when I was at PPA, uh-huh. Minnesota and everybody loved it. And it, so I'm super organized, but I let it get away from me this weekend. And so it's like, not, it's not organized the way I want it to be. So I'm just going to ignore it till this afternoon and then I'm going to go back and fix it. So, okay. So then can okay, I go cool. to my last book? Yes. Okay. So my last book, so I was going to do profit first because you and I have talked about this on our podcast a number of times, but I'm, I actually changed it based on the last book that you gave me. So People should check out Profit First and go look at other podcasts we've done about it. But I'm going to change mine to a different book, and it's High Performing Habits by Brandon Burchard. Have you read that one? No. Okay, so what was so interesting about this book that made me want to just like consume it and finish it is he starts the book off. He's a high-performance coach, so he's like he's coached people like Oprah and like big, big names, right? And he said that he was coaching a bunch of Fortune 500 CEOs, and everything was good. And then one of them came to me. One of them came and said, hey, don't just send me another personality test that helps me identify who I am. I already know who I am. I need to figure out how to put this stuff in place. So for a long time, what he was doing with his coaching was like, hey, take the strength finder test and then let's talk about it and like get you aligned with who you actually are and give yourself permission to like go buy things without checking with your husband, things like that. But <laughs> that, that only took some of these Fortune 500 CEOs so far. And then so one of them really pushed him and it like blew up his whole business. And so he went on this search to figure out like how do people actually form new habits and how do they make them high performance habits? And so he has this whole book is about how to build a high performance habit. And I read it and I I put some stuff in place and it was pretty good. One of the things I did is I got like my health a little bit more under control, like eating better and stuff like that. But it's, it's super good. Like when you, if you choose a habit that you want to put in place, when you're done with the book, it's like stuck and ingrained and it will change your life. So but it's cool that it started out with him just sending out these inventories of people. And then this would be like the next level of it. So if our listeners were listening to you and said, yeah, I've done street finder strength finders, or I've done all the different surveys about my personality and it's not helping then high performance habits from Brandon Bouchard would be the next step to how to take all that information and like actually just implement it in your life and make it actually something you do every day. Ah, that's good. Yeah. yeah I like that. Okay. I was going to include one of my books, miracle mornings, because I really liked how it made me think of, how I was going to handle the mornings and getting up early because I really, I do get up early when I don't have to, but I just do, I don't necessarily do things I should do. (laughs) I use the morning to do whatever I want. 
So that I was thinking of including a book like that. So that's a great, sounds like it would be a great read as well. Yeah, And it's good. And and he's entertaining and he's got podcasts and all that stuff. He's got a high performance blog or blog and podcast. So you, if you're not, even if you're not a reader, you can check it out. The truth is the people that are not readers are probably not listening to this podcast this far in. So (laughs) we're good. They can listen to audible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Um, so your last book, right? Yes. My very last book, I have wavered back and forth, which ones I was going to do. It's so funny that you're the same. One of the books that I really love that is not on my list, but it is sitting in front of me is Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud. It's a, my go-to book that I keep and couple copies and give to people. Uh, whenever we, I talk to people and they come up with things that are going on in their life that they're struggling with in relationships, that book uh, typically can speak to anyone's problems, but that's not my last one. I just snuck it in. My last one is Love Does by Bob Goff. Yeah, so good. And, so good. Oh, my goodness. The, yeah. The, how many times did you cry? How many times did you cry during it? Well, I don't know. You know, actually, speaking of crying, so in this book, he talks about how to actively love people. And, you know, he's a Christian, a man of faith. And a lot of times it seems like in life, people use faith to tamp people down and they use it to judge people. And he is the complete opposite of that. He is using faith to love and change people. And he does it in such creative ways. Uh, He talks about a parade that they do every year in his neighborhood. Everyone is afraid. That one made me, that was was like the first one that made me cry and I'm not crying a bad way, but like it just, we're talking about a book of faith and I'm going to say this, but like, it's a book you read and it puts you on your ass. Like you're like, Whoa, what am I doing with my life? Kind of thing. It's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. How can I be this person? And I've been thinking a lot about what are the things that make me angry? What are the things that just break my heart? And I feel bad because I'm the kind of person that it's not injustice. You know, it's not people being mean to other people. It's people tamping down creativity and not letting people be creative and the beauty of this book and love does is he's so creative in the way that he cares about people and loves people. And just speaking of crying. So last night, my fifth grade son had his last games for his first tournament, his first soccer tournament that his team has ever been in together. And it's all his um, school buddies. So he used to play on a competitive team. He's moved over to play with his school buddies. And one of the kids on the team is from Honduras and he, uh, His family lives next door to my son's best friend. And so they all have become best friends. This kid from Honduras, they're all in class together. And at the game, it was the fourth game, last game of the tournament. They'd already won all of their games. And the boy from Honduras, his family all comes with drums, conch shells, maracas. That's awesome. And so we literally, we had a band the whole game and they were like cheering and you know cheering kids names we won the game after the game when you know you line up with all your medals and you take pictures the band goes over and so we are instead of photographing we are videoing all the kids dancing doing all their minecraft dances with the band playing and I, I, tears were coming in, uh, down out of my eyes. It was Mother's Day, and I was like, this is the best gift I've ever seen. Well, you know what? So, well, because here's why I think, and, why, Kai, like, how often yeah. do you get a chance to, like, see joy like that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like joy is so suppressed in our society right now. That yeah. was just, like, yeah. pure joy on the field. Yeah, and it was so – it was innocent joy because, like, the boys, the name of their team is the White Knights, okay? <laughs> right. And I don't know who let them name it that, but, but it is. It is what it is. So <laughs> – it is what it is. They think it's fantastic. 
the family from Honduras is all black. We have several black kids on our team, and they they were all singing "Go White Knights, Go White Knights," oh, and they're all dancing. And it was just like it was so beautiful because. I mean, how many times in your life do you have a band sing your name and get a medal around your neck and dance? It's yeah. just not something that we do, especially in our country. So, so yeah, to enjoy that joy. And so maybe I was thinking when we were finishing up, I, I was going to do my last book. I'm like, this would be a great way to end the podcast that sure you can think about your business. You can strategize ways to care about people, to help people, to provide jobs for people, to clean out your inbox. But really when you truly spend your life figuring out creative ways to love people, then you're going to be blessed yep. and you're going to have I agree. Life. So, I mean, I would say I would wrap up the, this whole thing by saying moving that book love does to the top of the list. If I were to organize them, I would probably after everything you told me and after um, what I told you, I would say that would be the number one book to go order right now and then uh, start there. And then everything else will just seem easier in life for sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, that was really cool. So definitely got some new books and, uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again. Like, you know, we read so many books that maybe if we do this like every quarter or whatever, our audience would really appreciate it. Even though we're giving them 10 and I don't think they can finish 10 in a quarter, the average person can't. But um, we'll see. So we'll go from there. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say before we, we let our audience go? Nope. nope okay. we're good. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. So um, tune in next week. Kai and I are going to do a bunch of interviews or not interviews, but just like kind of back and forth like this. So there'll be more in the future. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.